You are listening to Sincerely Madison E. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sincerely Madison E. I'm so excited to have you all here. For this particular episode, I really wanted to talk about a couple of different things. And one of them actually was prompted by a radio show that I was listening to last week and heard uh, the phrase hindsight is 2020 used. And now while the context might be very different from the way that I'll be using it today and some of the examples that I'll be giving during this episode, uh, the meaning itself is still very much relevant. So what does it mean? What is hindsight? What does it mean when it says hindsight or when I say hindsight is 2020? So essentially I'll use, uh, well, I'll actually start with an example um, for you guys. So how many of you have had an argument or a spat with someone, whether it's a coworker, a relative, a significant other, a spouse, a child, a friend, a peer, and you didn't really think about the response that you maybe could have or should have given that would have reaped a more positive outcome um, until after the fact. So that would be a good example of giving hindsight 2020. Looking back, it's very clear that you should have handled it a little bit differently. Or looking back, it's very clear that that would have been the best response or the best way to handle it. So that's what I mean by hindsight 2020. The other thing I want to talk about is the six second reflex, because I think that these two go hand in hand. Because by being aware of the six second reflex and being very much self aware of the stage that you're in and the opportunity that you have to take advantage of that six second reflex, you can help to prevent the need to say hindsight's 2020 at the end of certain situations. So oftentimes as human beings, whenever we're in certain situations that uh, drum up a certain emotion or feeling inside of us or kind of start to stir some insecurity within us, we tend to respond and react based on our emotions, whatever we're feeling in that particular point. So it ends up being the downfall for a lot of situations, uh, jobs, relationships, because people want to say the first thing that comes to their mind in those moments. Instead of taking a few steps back and giving it some thought, we instead say the first thing that comes to our mind. And oftentimes, it's not the ideal response that you should probably be giving. So for me, I take it a step further and I exercise the 24-hour rule. So in my relationship, if there's anything that bothers me and in my work life, if there's anything that upsets me or frustrates me, in my day-to-day life, if there's anything that creates any level of upheaval within me, I give it 24 hours. Now, there are some instances where you just can't wait. You're not going to wait. You know that this is something that upsets you. You don't need the time to think about it. You have to say something or do something now. That's fine. That's when I will ask you to exercise the six-second reflex, which we'll get to in a few moments. But the 24-hour rule really just gives yourself the opportunity to truly analyze the situation and see whether or not it's actually worth getting upset or mad over. A lot of times, and more often than not, I find myself at a greater sense of peace and experiencing far less anxiety whenever I just give myself those 24 hours. And not just that, but when I know I'm going to give myself those 24 hours. You see, my mind has become so used to the routine of any any time or any moment where it starts to feel um, a sense of unease. 
it knows to anticipate a 24-hour wait time before a response is triggered. And it sounds kind of weird to say out loud, and it seems odd that I'm even telling you that your brain is something that you can train, but when you think about it, it is a muscle. So just like when you go to the gym and you're exercising because you wanna make certain things possible for you to achieve physically and based on your own physical capabilities, it's the same thing with your mind. Your mind, your brain is a muscle. As long as you continue to exercise it and challenge it, it's gonna to continue to grow, and there's that muscle memory is going to be established. So bringing it back to the point, the 24-hour rule really just gives me the opportunity to decide whether or not what I'm going to be upset about or whether or not what I am currently feeling like I'm upset about is actually worth being mad or worth being upset about or with. And I find that this has become especially important in relationships. And maybe that's because those are the, the situations where if you're not experiencing that in your day-to-day -day work schedule, if you're not in an environment where you're spending 40 hours a week with people, like myself, uh, I'm an outside sales rep, so I don't really spend much time with the same people throughout the week. The primary focus of my job is really to see as many different people as I can and then to have a routine with, with uh, certain ones. So for me, relationships are gonna be the thing in my life where I spend the most time with that person compared to coworkers, the most time with uh, that person in their company, in their space, they're in my space, and we're learning to uh, come together as a unit and make things make sense and be pretty easy going forward. But because of that, it's inevitable that there are gonna be some moments where your nerves are just a little bit, uh, a little bit messed with. So. In those situations where I do start to feel like I'm a little bit annoyed or aggravated or on edge, I first take a step back and decide whether or not it's actually the person that's in front of me that's creating that feeling within me or whether or not it's the completely irrelevant factors of my life, the uncontrollables, to tie in a previous episode for you all, the uncontrollables that are actually making me feel that way. Here's an example. So my boyfriend the other week was doing something, saying something, I can't even put my finger exactly on what it was. And the reason why is because I very quickly realized it wasn't actually him I was annoyed with. So, but in that moment, I started to feel a little twinge of uh, agitation. And I started to think that, all right, we're relatively new into our relationship. Maybe this is the point where we start to decide, all right, now we're kind of getting annoyed. Now we need some space. Now we're to the stage where we're feeling a little suffocated by being together a lot. But when I looked a little bit past that assumption, I realized that no, it actually wasn't him I was annoyed with. It was the, the laundry I had to do at home. It was uh, something that had happened at work. It was a conversation that I had with someone in my life. It were, there was other things. There were so many other things in my life that with him being a, a priority in my life, but also one of the most common factors in my day-to-day, -day, it became very easy for him to also be the recipient of a lot of the angst that I was feeling. And in being self-aware enough of yourself and what you're feeling and the factors and environment surrounding you, you begin to acknowledge and it becomes easier to not take certain things out on that other person. So that's where that 24-hour rule has become very beneficial for me. Now, I know and am fully aware that the 24-hour rule is 
a little impractical for a lot of people. 24 hours is a long time. So what about an eight hour night's sleep? That's another way to look at it. In giving yourself an eight hour night's sleep, you're giving your mind opportunity to rest. You're not thinking about it. And what we think about before we go to sleep at night and the first thing we think about when we wake up in the morning are more often than not the things that are the biggest, most important things in our lives at that moment. It's either what's causing us the most happiness or the most pain. A relationship ends, you get a bad grade, you lose your job, you don't like your job, you don't like someone in your life, your, your friend's sick, your dog is sick, your mo- you have money issues, you don't know how you're going to pay your rent. Whatever it is that you are struggling with and that consumes your last thought and your first thought in every single day are likely what is most prominent and at the forefront of your mind. And that's okay. But when you wake up the next morning, if it's not that argument, if it's not the things that were said the night before, if it's not the feeling that you went to sleep with that night, it's probably not worth bringing back up again. And there's a very fine line between picking your battles and silencing yourself. And I want you all to understand the difference. It is 110% okay to stand up for yourself. When you feel that a situation is not right for you, it is okay to stand up for yourself. I'll even use a personal example in my life. The person I'm dating now, uh, my boyfriend has an ex that felt the need to communicate an opinion that she had of me uh, in a brief, very brief conversation that they had actually about dog sitting. So there's a long story behind there and it's really not um, relevant enough in my life for me to, to start talking about it with you all. And it is in the past at this point in time, but I want to discuss it right now because this was a prime example of when I could have stayed silent, but instead chose not to. Instead of deciding, yes, I'm going to allow somebody I've never met, never spoken to, never even seen in my life, to pass judgment on me and, and communicate it out loud and I'm going to accept it and move on with my life or I'm going to at least make it very apparent that that is not the kind of person I am and that I am proud of the person I am and that I do still wish her the best. And I chose to go the latter route because that's who I am. Um, I get a very a very big sense of unease and um, angst inside of myself whenever I feel that someone is saying things about me. But not just that, but things that are very, very false about me. Um, And that's where I think that it is totally okay to defend yourself and go to bat for yourself. Because you know yourself better than anybody else in this world. And if you know that what someone is saying or thinking or the words they're trying to perpetuate about who you are as a person is inaccurate, then by all means, set the record straight, but do it in a classy and, and just very uh, respectful way. I'll say that much. So you have the 24-hour rule and then you have the 8-hour rule. What about when that's still just not going to cut it? <laughs> well, that's when you get to the six-second reflex. So our minds, and I've actually brought this up in a previous episode as well, um, so I won't spend too much time on it, but the six-second reflex is where our bodies, our frontal lobe, the very front of our brain, which controls our impulsive thinking, so a lot of times whenever you see professional athletes uh, that get hit in the head or several uh, 
head injuries uh, throughout being tackled or hit in the head or just really beating themselves up with the sport that they're playing, a lot of times you'll find that they have um, a lack of control or a handle on their emotions, on their aggression, on their anger, on their responses, on their behavior sometimes. And this is a very good way of explaining why that behavior exists is because there's a lot of damage done the frontal lobe. So when the frontal lobe is actually controlling our impulsive thinking, then you've got six seconds to get ahead of it. So what do I mean by that? So say that you have somebody that comes up to you and they say, you know what? I don't like you. I think you're dumb. I think you are bad at your job. I think you don't have much to offer this world. I think that your you know, significant other is dumb for being with you. You're never going to be successful. You're never going to equate to anything in this world. Someone comes up to you and says that, and you've got six seconds to change your immediate response. You've got six seconds to get ahead of what your impulse is going to tell you to say. So by knowing that you have six seconds to change it, you can give yourself the peace of mind in knowing this is truly what I want to say. So when you're in the middle of an argument or a spat between anybody, before you make an ass of yourself, give yourself and that other person the six seconds that's needed to truly respond. Because I'll take it a step further. In conversation and regular dialogue with people, you can tell very easily whether or not the other person was actually listening to what you said. And here's why. If somebody has a response immediately after you get done, so here's the period, there's not even a space, here's the start of their response, the sentence of what they're going to say back. They haven't listened to the last, at least the last part of what you said. Because it takes about two to three seconds for that to even digest in our minds and then for us to form a response. So what that tells me in your immediate response is that you weren't listening to what I said. You were thinking about your response to it, which means that at some point, those thoughts in your head drowned out the sound of my voice. So you stopped listening 15 seconds ago. So the conversation automatically becomes less meaningful. So give yourself and that other person the six seconds to form a response, to Think about what it is that is really going on, what it is that you truly want to say, and what is going to be more constructive um, than uh, destructive to the conversation itself. And guys, this can also be used in the context of the hindsight. And that's why I wanted to also include that on this episode because I think that those two go hand in hand. In exercising the six-second reflex or the eight hours of night sleep or the 24-hour rule, you are eliminating or significantly reducing the possibility that you're going to have to sit there later on and say, well, hindsight's 2020. I could have said that. I should have said that, but I didn't. Why didn't I say that? Why didn't I do that? Oh man, that would have been the best comeback or the best response. And I'm not talking about, you know, somebody insults you and you had a better one for them. Um, I mean that Although those do happen, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that there have been several arguments I've been in in my life and the next day I wake up and I'm like, damn it, I should have said that instead. So I totally get it. But what I want you all to realize and acknowledge is that not everything in life deserves a response or a reaction, but if you feel it does, 
take the steps that I've walked you through, or at least a couple, and implement those and see if it, if you at least, if the feeling to react to everything at least dissipates. Because I will tell you this much, if you would have asked me a year ago or said something to me a year ago that really, that I could have really taken offense to, I probably would have had a lot to say back. And probably 80% of it, I would have come back to you the next day and asked if I could take back or apologize for, or if you could forgive me for saying in those moments. But over the course of the last year, and mainly the last six months, I have started to realize and truly became comfortable, and it's almost become second nature in my life to, instead of reaction being your, your first um, I guess involuntary response. It's not, it's actually my secondary response now because I don't really feel that everything that we hear, everything that we see, everything that people do to us, not that it needs a response, but that it deserves one because that's how a lot of the negativity in our world perpetuates is because there's attention to it as quickly as the great things go viral online the bad things do too. And the most evil things also go viral as well. So what I would encourage you all to do, and I want to also let you know that it's totally possible for you to do it. Please, please, please don't feel that you need any sort of outside power or influence or don't let anything that is not in you tell you that you can't do this for yourself. Because the ones that are going to try to tear you down and steer you in a different direction have probably not figured out how to do this for themselves. But once they do, they're going to be glad that they did. So I want to encourage you all, try this. Start with the six-second reflex, then go to the eight-hour, and then go to the 24-hour. And I promise you, if you give yourself the time that you deserve to filter out the things that don't deserve a response and only hone in on the things that do, that will keep you up at night if you don't respond to or that will eat away at you or that you feel is truly going to be constructive to the situation if you say or to yourself and your own personal growth, then do it. But I know that all of you have this within you. I know that all of you have this self-control. And for every person that has self-control, there's probably 15 that don't. So you can choose to be one or the other, but I can tell you this much, by surrounding yourself with the people that either want to learn or already know and are in this habit, the road to achieving that for yourself becomes a whole lot easier because you've got some direction, you've got the support, and you've got the healthy and nurturing environment that you need in order to be successful. And if you don't have that for yourself yet, then start creating it for yourself because every answer you will ever need about yourself, where you want to go, who you want to be, and your fullest potential, you've already got the answer for deep down inside. I'm just here to help you find it, and so is everyone else along the way. Whether it's through good, bad, ugly, indifferent, we're all here to help you navigate your journey and get to where you want to be. Guys, I really hope that this episode helps you. I hope that you start exercising this in your day-to-day if you think that it will be helpful for you. I hope this helps reduce you having to say hindsight's 2020 in the long run. Um, but I look forward to next time, you guys. Make it a great day.